1: betmgm and game sense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices please gamble responsibly betmgm.com for terms and conditions must be 21 years of age or older to wager washington dc only please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER
0: hey there it's ryan seacrest for safeway now that spring is here it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine
2: Kelly show. Let's have some fun. Let's remember tomorrow's and ask Dr. Jesse Friday, email your questions in now to Jesse at Jesse What do we have on tap for tonight? We're going to talk about primaries. We're going to talk about, well, this Elon Musk thing that is the biggest story of the day and it's the biggest story of the day for a lot of reasons and not the ones most people are talking about. So, you know what? Let's just dig right into them. We'll get to what they're doing in Florida. We're going to have more Disney talk. We're doing an email roundup. It's going to be a blast tonight on the Jesse Kelly Show. Before we get to any of that, let's address the big news of the day. Elon Musk. Now, I realize I always have to keep in mind... Different people are busy at different levels and they stay informed at different levels. I'm no Elon Musk expert. I just know he is uh, the richest man in the world. He is the owner of Tesla. Keep in mind, when you're the richest man in the world, you own more than just one thing. He owns a bunch of things. I also know this about Elon Musk. He is uh, a genius. And he's one of those people, I've known people like this, I don't know if there's a mental block or what it is. If you ever hear him talk for extended periods of time, he'll go into this conversation where he can't hardly get the words out and you can tell his mind is moving faster than his mouth is. Like here, he doesn't sound bad. I've heard him on longer forms, and it's not that he sounds bad. It's just you can tell he's having a hard time putting his thoughts into words. My, my strong
3: intuitive sense is that uh, having a public platform that is maximally trusted um, and, and, and broadly inclusive um, is extremely important to the future of civilization. But you've, um, you've described I, yourself. I, I, I don't care about the economics at all. Okay, that's that's cool
2: to hear. Okay, he doesn't sound bad there. He's th- that's that's him talking about what's happening today. And in case you've been living under a rock, here's what's happened today. And, and we're about to do history. You you guys geeking out on history? You history lovers, you're about to get a heavy dose of it because I think I think it's time for me to explain where I think we are as a country and what this Elon Musk has to do with us today as it relates to yesteryear. So Elon Musk, he's this super wealthy billionaire. He has started to be more vocal in recent months about the censorship of big tech. And I need to clarify something. Maybe you don't have a social media account. Maybe you're not on Twitter, which is what what we'll be talking about here. Maybe you're not on Facebook or Instagram or any of those things. And I need to clarify, if you're not, that's fine. In fact, it's probably better. I'm not encouraging you to be on any of those things. So this is not me sitting here saying, you got to go get on this stuff at all. But it is me saying this. (sighs) They're important. It's very popular for people to say things. Well, well, 2% of the population's on Twitter. Twitter doesn't matter. Twitter matters a lot. Why? Because world leaders think it matters. Corporate leaders think it matters. The people who bring you the news think it matters. Would it matter if not for that? No, of course not. But if all the, well, I don't want to use that word important, but if all the decision-making people with huge platforms think it matters, then it matters. It is important. It is the ideas you see beamed at you through the news, through the education system, through cinema. These ideas, the people beaming them out at you, all of them are on Twitter or Facebook or or both or whatever the case may be. Social media, while it may not be something you do, is a big deal, a really big deal. It's how ideas are exchanged. And in recent years, especially especially during the Trump years, it has been where ideas have been censored, big time. It was It was terrible during the Trump time. It got even worse during COVID. The things that were censored on Twitter and Facebook during COVID turned out to be all the things that were right in the end. Because there's a bunch of America-hating communists who run America's big tech platforms. Are you worried about election integrity? Don't worry, this is all going to tie in. Are you mad about all the shenanigans that took place during the 2020 election? Do you know who funded lots of that? Mark Zuckerberg, the head of Facebook. If you actually dig into it, you'll find out he was the one who funded gobs of that election <clears throat> malfeasance, is that what we're going to call it? We're going to call it that? Big tech is really, really, really important because the important people think it's important. It's important. Back to Elon. He's been complaining about the level of censorship out there, which has gotten, frankly, dystopian. You can say the sky is blue and get yourself banned from big tech if big tech wants you to believe sky is the sky is green. It is run by a bunch of communist activists who hate your guts and want to destroy you. It is. Period. End of story. It is. And Elon has voiced concern for that. And so recently, he plunked down a bunch of money and became the largest shareholder. Remember, Twitter is a shared, a publicly shared company. They have a board of directors. He became the largest shareholder, and then they invited him onto the board, Elon, in kind of an odd move at the time, decided he didn't want to be on the board, which people thought was weird. They were thinking, whoa, doesn't he want to, does he want to get in and straighten some stuff out? Why would he do this? Well, it turns out the guy with an IQ of 10,000 had a different plan, and he is. Again, you'll find out in a minute. I'm not a Elon Musk pom-pom waver, but the guy's intelligence level is simply off the charts. It's off the charts, probably up there with me, Chris. What, Chris? No, seriously, he's very, very smart. He decides he doesn't want to be on the board. Cryptically indicates he has some other plans. And then today, the world came down around us. Well, the online world. And it came out that Elon Musk had put in a $41 billion cash offer to buy Twitter outright, no longer publicly traded, it's his. It would be, well, it would be his if the offer ends up getting accepted. It would be his. It would be all his. Now, let's pause for just a moment because it's important that we understand where we are as a nation. And I, it's important. We're going to do a little history rewind here. I know this is a little unorthodox, but I don't care. I don't do the show everyone else wants to do. I do my own show. It's a little unorthodox, but we're gonna do a little history rewind because I believe it very much ties into where we are today and it ties into this Elon Musk thing. So let's go. Let's take a, Chris, we need some kind of a, we need some kind of a history rewind button on the soundboard. I don't know what we can replace. We're not getting rid of the cannon. We can't get, what, Chris? We're not getting rid of the cannon. We're definitely not getting rid of the PAR. Which we can't well, Frito Bandito's got to stay. Uh, I think we can get rid of the MG42, Chris. It's always felt. It's all yes, Chris. It is cool, but it's always felt kind of icky to have a Nazi machine, a Nazi era. I shouldn't say Nazi machine gun. A Nazi era machine gun on the board. What we need is like a history rewind. But should I do my own sound effects? It's time for a history. What, Chris? It would work. I could do it. No one would know the difference. All right. It's time for a history rewind. Let's talk about Twitter and Elon Musk and all these things. You know, Rome, ancient Rome, the most powerful, most significant civilization in the history of the world. I realize that's debatable. People will bring up various Chinese dynasties. Egypt always can lay a claim to that. I mean, they were around for like 3,000 years. And frankly, I guess you can still say they're still there. But you, you see what I mean. But as far as ancient empires go, civilizations go, Rome Rome was second to none. Remember, the people who came after Rome, hundreds of years after Rome, they would discover the things Rome had built, and they had no idea how the Romans did it. Now, you and me, we can't even relate to that because technology, you know, everything only advances with time. Not Rome, not back then. Rome way outpaced the people who came after them. That's amazing. But when you think of Rome, you probably think of things like Julius Caesar or Caligula or any one of the various Roman emperors. But what Rome began as was something much different, a republic, a republic that eventually began to fade. And I'm going to tie that into America today and Elon Musk and everything else. But you're going to have to give me just a second because I'm negligent and didn't pay attention to the clock. Before I do that, are you personally protected? I mean, look, you just watched a subway shooting. Are you personally prepared If you run into a bad person on the sidewalk today, if you're not get that way, a hero gun is a non-lethal gun. Even if you're not one of these gun people, you can own a hero gun. There's no excuse. It shoots pepper balls a hundred miles per hour. When they hit you, they explode on contact. You don't need a concealed carry permit for it. You don't have to be a gun person to use it. It's cake, big old trigger on there, laser sight on there. It's just about the size of a cell phone. Go to Hero2020.com and get one for yourself, your spouse, your sister, your brother. Get one so people can protect themselves. Hero2020.com. The code JESSE gets you a special discount, though. Hero2020.com, code JESSE. State restrictions may apply.
4: You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. You're welcome.
2: It is The Jesse Kelly Show, and we are addressing the news of the day. The the one that's dominating all the headlines. Billionaire, richest man in the world, Elon Musk, trying to buy Twitter. We'll see in the end if he ends up being successful or not. Case you missed the opening, we're doing a little history rewind because it's actually a lot bigger than one social media company. I believe America is in a very specific place right now that relates to history. I think this Elon Musk thing can be tied back to it, and I just I'm 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 telling you where I believe we are as a nation. Again, this was Elon from today.
3: Well, I think it's very important for uh, there to be an inclusive arena for free speech uh, where. Twitter has become kind of the de facto town square um, so it, it's just really important that people have the both the, uh, the reality and the perception uh, that they're able to speak freely within the bounds of the law and you know so one of the things that I believe Twitter should do is open source the algorithm um, and make any changes uh, to people's tweets you know if they're emphasize or de-emphasize
2: okay all right all right but we are doing a history rewind right now i brought up rome let's talk about rome you think of rome a lot of people think of rome they think of what julius caesar and caligula and nero and the roman emperors and augustus and whatnot or or maybe you think of the Colosseum or what but remember when rome began rome didn't have an emperor in fact they were emphatic about not having an emperor and I like that, right? You like that. That sounds more like America. Rome was a republic. Rome was run by the Senate. Elected representatives decided the direction of the nation. Boy, doesn't that doesn't that sound wonderful to you? It sounds wonderful to me. It's great. Now let's talk about it. After a long period of time where they had had a lot of success especially militarily, but a lot of just success economically, Rome began to have problems, very, very serious problems. And stop me if any of these sound familiar to you. The Roman politicians started to collaborate and coordinate all the time with Rome's major wealthy people. And they would collaborate and coordinate to gain more power and money for themselves, always at the expense of the middle class. None of that sounds familiar to you, right? No, no relation to today. And part of this, honestly, was—and again, this is what certainly would never happen here—cheap labor. They loved slaves back then. But look, this is remember, slavery is the history of the world. Romans were obsessed with them. They loved going and fighting those wars and winning those wars. Because back then, when you won a war, uh, hey, uh, all those people, you're all mine now. As in, I own you. And it was gigantic business. And if you're a Roman senator or their version of a billionaire and you happen to own a bunch of restaurants or a bunch of plantations or whatever you happen to own... Their problems are the same as business people's problems today. They always have to monitor their labor costs. They always had bottom lines too, and they didn't like paying wages. So I can either pay some guy wages or I could go down to the slave market and buy somebody and do it for me. And this, this took place over decades and decades and decades and decades. Slowly, the middle class were run out of their jobs as their country began to get overrun by cheap labor. There's something else that was going on in the Roman Republic as it began to rot. Again, I'm going to tie this back to Elon Musk and Twitter and where we are in America today. Just stay with me. Another thing began to happen, too. The corruption at the government level began to get naked. It began to get really in your face is what I mean by that. It, it wasn't, you know, just hidden deals behind closed doors. Hey, I just heard a rumor. Did you hear Senator so-and-so is actually collaborating with this rich guy over here? And that's a totally illegal deal, but they're doing it anyway. And, and they're not even going to prosecute him. It, it, it went from rumor mill to being naked out in the open. They lived by a different set of rules. They were never held to account. They would rub it in the face of the public or seemingly rub it into the face of the public that they were of a higher, different class and the rules everyone else had to abide by didn't apply to them. That doesn't sound familiar to you either, does it? No, that could never happen here. But here's the thing. The elites of that time made the same mistake that, frankly, elites have made throughout history. Whenever the government gets so nakedly corrupt and rotted, the elites never seem to see that's the beginning of the end for them and the whole racket they have going. Because no matter what kind of society you live in, whether it's a monarchy, a republic, or whatever society you live in, There's always a contract, whether it's written or otherwise, between the leadership and the public. You better strike the right balance. The contract is there. Okay, we will follow you. We will live under you. We will obey your rules. You, in turn... Well, we know you're going to take a little cheddar for yourself, but you're going to have the best interests of the people at heart. You will protect us. You will make sure we don't fall to ruin, so on and so forth. And when that contract is violated by the elites, tick-tock, the clock begins to tick on when there will be some sort of a regime change. And that began to happen in Rome. You see with all this corruption at the top, with the senators and the millionaires and the billionaires and naked corruption and, and dumping on the people and the running out of the middle class. Eventually, something began to happen. People from that walk of life, so a senator, a senator's son, a billionaire, a billionaire's son, they began to step up in the public and call out their fellow elites... And tell the public, tell the people, hey, what's happening to you is wrong. It is unjust. Follow me and we will make wrong things right. None of this sounds familiar to you yet. I'm not quite done. Hang on.
0: energy.com for the prospectus and more information. more details.
2: It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And remember, it's Thursday. You know what that means. That means tomorrow's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, greatest day of the week for you new listeners on Friday. Obviously, if there are big stories, we're, we're going to hit on big stories, but we don't really do stories on Friday. The entire Friday show is your emails. What emails? Whatever you ask me. It is ask me anything. Email jesse at jessikellyshow.com. They do not have to be political. They can be about anything, really. History, food, travel, men, women, I don't care. Whatever you email to jesse at jessikellyshow.com, we take the whole show and answer your emails. Back to what I was talking about. I can't recap the whole thing for you in case you're just now arriving here. The big story of the day, I mean the gigantic story of the day, the one that matters is the Elon Musk buying Twitter thing. Elon Musk buying Twitter, what's happening there? I'm I'm getting to my point about Elon Musk and Twitter and how you should think about that, or at least how I think about that, I guess I should say. But we we did a history rewind talking about how Rome was a republic and then they got really, really corrupted. And then eventually the elites, some of them began to rise up and try to lead the people and populist revolts against the system that had become corrupted. These senators, senators' sons, billionaires, or their version of billionaires, I guess I should say, every now and then one would rise up and they would say to the people, this system is wrong. The swamp needs to be drained. This is unjust. Follow me and we will right all the wrongs. We will... We will expose the corruption. We will hold people to account. We will, we will stop the destruction of the middle class. And every single time this happened, the people would get excited. They would rise up at the thought of somebody leading them. And it should also be noted, noted every single time this happened, these leaders, they were called populares, by the way. These leaders, these populare leaders would die. You see, corrupt, rotted systems have a way of killing people who are trying to clean the things up. Now, I know that's a little bit dark, and no, I'm not predicting somebody's going to take out Elon Musk, but I did want to bring up that little history rewind for you because it very much applies to where we are today because that is exactly where we are today as a nation. We as a country are corrupted and rotted and it's nakedly out in the open for everyone to see. Coronavirus and our insane response to it just expose that more and more. I mean, the the fact that these people, we're, we're all out here dying. We're just all out here in various levels of misery because of what they're doing to the country. And not only are they not apologizing, they sound like they want more control. How concerning is the outbreak in China
4: well, China has has a number of problems, two of which are that their complete lockdown, which was their approach, a strictest lockdown that you'd never be able to implement in the United States, although that prevents the spread of infection. And remember, early on, they were saying, and I think accurately, that they were doing better than almost anybody else. But lockdown has its consequences. You use lockdowns to get people vaccinated so that when you open up, you won't have a surge of infections because you're dealing with an immunologically naive population to the virus because they've not really been exposed because of the lockdown. The problem is that the vaccines that they've been using are not nearly as effective as the vaccines that are used in the United States.
2: Yeah, these people run our country now.
4: What do our leaders get? What do we get out of our
2: leaders? Well, right now we're getting crushed with inflation. We have our doctor calling for more lockdowns. We have our president worried about which label to put on it.
1: Putin's invasion of Ukraine has driven up gas prices and food prices all over the world. Ukraine and Russia are the one and two largest wheat producers in the world. We're number three. They're shut down. We saw that in yesterday's inflation debt.
2: Putin price hike over and over and over and over again. We have that system here, a nakedly corrupt system. And so because we have that system here, just like the Roman Republic did before the Republic fell and it became an empire, because we have that corrupted system here, we are going to begin to have people rise People from the elite class, I'm not talking about me, I'm not talking about you, I mean billionaires, politicians, we are going to have people who, for whatever reason, choose to rise and take on the system. Now, why did I say for whatever reason? It's because oftentimes we can't know why they're doing it. Just like the Roman populares, no one really knew why. I mean, it sounds nice, and it's stuff that people want to hear. Do they actually believe it? You don't know. I don't know. We're not mind readers. I would argue and have argued Trump was actually the first of the populares to rise. Drain the swamp. Change trade deals. Change foreign policy. Change all these things. And that's part of the reason, and in fact, I believe it is the reason, The system reacted so violently to Donald Trump, impeached him twice. We've never seen anything like that before. It was this instant, oh my goodness, stop him. We have to stop this. Now, why did Trump do what he did? Why did he rise? Why did he run? Well, it's all going to depend on whether or not you're a huge Trump fan or not. Trump fans will tell you it's because he loves the country and he did it out of the goodness of his heart. Trump haters, if you happen to be one of those people, Trump haters will tell you he just did it so he could be president and be popular. It doesn't matter why, though. One of the elites, a billionaire, rose. And he rose and he took to to the people and he said, your concerns are my concerns. Come with me and follow me. And the people did, elected president of the United States of America. What you're seeing today with Elon Musk rising up and the reaction to Elon Musk rising up from both sides tells you we're probably looking at another one of those. And look, this is how the other side, this is how the communists have reacted to the news.
0: There are sure. real and devastating consequences for using that platform to lie. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it. We've seen it yes. happen. I wonder, you know, when talking about this, it's you know, it's kind of funny. Oh, Elon Musk wants to buy yeah, it, but sure. there are massive life and globe alter and uh, altering consequences for just letting people mm-hmm. run wild on the thing. Yes, 100 percent. But that's Facebook is really the, yeah. where the real action is in that. So that's this is a very small company. People it has an outsized influence because media people like it, politicians, world leaders um, and Elon Musk. And so. One of the issues is if he's not going to do this, and by the way, Twitter and some of its biggest investors, uh, like uh, Prince Alwaleed bin Talal, are saying no, and they're putting poison pills in. What is he going to do? He's going to have to somehow unload this 10 percent stake. And he probably that's probably what he's going to have to do or raise private financing, which has its own risks. Well, I didn't play the soundbite, but he was asked if there's a plan B and he laughed and said there
2: is. We'll find out what that is.
0: That's what a super villain hero would say, right? <laughs> he, he thinks he's Tony Stark.
2: Yeah, you get the idea. Now, how should you think about Elon Musk? And how should you think about this Twitter takeover today? I'm going to elaborate on exactly that in just a second. Before I get to that, though, don't forget, tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Email jesse at jessikellyshow.com. Also, if you missed any part of the show, including our beginning, you know, little history rewind, you can go download it on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Now, let's talk about you being stuck in a timeshare. Are you stuck in a timeshare? Happens to people all the time. If you are, don't feel stupid. Don't feel like you're alone. It happens to people all the time. You don't have to be, though. You can get a hold of Lone Star Transfer. Over 16,000 satisfied customers, and they will get you out of that timeshare. 99% success rate. This is a family company. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. And they guarantee, I love that, they guarantee the release of all liability to your timeshare in writing and in a specific time frame. Give Lone Star Transfer a call for a free, no-obligation consultation. 844-310-2646. 844-310-2646. Or just go online. Maybe you're not a phone person. Boy, I get that, right? You don't want to talk on the phone. Fine. Go to lonestartransfer.com.
4: Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show.
2: It is Done the, the Jesse Kelly Show, and let's finally to get one. to the point before I get to the massive Sunday email roundup we have to do today. We also have more Disney talk. Apparently, that's full steam ahead. We have a Maryland man who owned 124 snakes. What's wrong with you people? We got some Trump talk. Joe Biden was, well, he was on fire today as well. And look, you can cheer. It's all right. <laughs> Gosh. Now back to, finally, let's wrap up this whole point here. Elon Musk, Twitter, how should you feel about all this? You can applaud having a good day. If, if your enemies, the people in the media, the people on the left, if they're out there whining and crying all day, I saw professors, media people, politicians, screaming at the top of their lungs about Elon Musk Buying Twitter and how dangerous it would be. We, we won't be able to censor anymore. If they're having a bad day, smile. It's okay. It's okay in a world surrounded by all, all the bad news you can possibly fathom. It's okay to smile. We're fresh off of what? A mass shooting in a subway? It's okay to take a minute and smile. But, there's a big but to that. You can smile. You can be hopeful. Do not think that there, has been, there is now some savior coming to help you, at least not one on this planet. Elon Musk has a history that is not exactly your history. And I realize that whole billionaire rockets technology financing world is inevitably going to lead to some strange bedfellows. This is a human being highly invested in China. This is a human being all about the trans insanity nonsense. This is a human being highly invested in pushing the green energy insanity because, well, he has a company that sells electric cars. This is not me tearing apart Elon Musk. Good. I like what I hear. Sounds like an interesting dude. He's got an IQ of 800 million. I like all that. This is me saying... We are going to have various populares now rise up from time to time in our society, and they're going to tell us the things we want to hear, and they're going to tell us that they're going to step in and address this corrupt system and right some wrongs, and they're going to say everything we want to hear. And you know what? When they do, we can be hopeful and Hey, we can ride them until they buck us, right? There's no reason not to. It's not like we have to just toss them out. Nope, I don't trust them. We can ride them until they buck us. However, what we cannot and must not do is we cannot and must not ever be so desperate, so scared, so hungry to change this system we live in that we ever begin man worship. You've seen man worship a million times in your life. You see people do it with politicians, alive and dead ones. You see people do it with business leaders. You've seen people do it with professional athletes, actors, anyone in the public eye who gives you something you crave, whether that be entertainment or a political message or something. It's so easy to uh, just idolize that person and, and make them some kind of God who's got it all figured out. No, we will never do that. You can be happy today about what Elon Musk is trying to do, but you can always and must always keep a side eye on it and understand we're still dealing with a fallible human being who may very well not have your best interest at heart. But look, as long as he's saying things
3: like this, we can cheer him on. Uh, my, my strong intuitive sense is that uh, having a public platform that is maximally trusted um, and, and, and broadly inclusive um, is extremely important to the future of civilization. But um, you've, you've described I, yourself. I, I, I don't care about the economics at all. You, okay, that's, that's core to hear.
2: Okay, doesn't care about the economics. Needs, we need something free. I mean, he says it's become, the, it's become the new town square. He's right about this. Well,
3: I think it's very important for uh, there to be an inclusive arena for free speech, uh, where th- th- Twitter has become kind of the de facto town square. Um, so it, it's just re- really important that people have the, both the, uh, the reality and the perception Uh, that they're able to speak freely within the bounds of the law. And, you know, so one of the things that I believe Twitter should do is open source the algorithm um, and make any changes uh, to people's tweets, you know, if they're emphasized or de-emphasized, that action should be be made apparent so anyone can see that that action has been taken. So there's there's no sort of behind-the-scenes manipulation, either algorithmically or manually
2: okay that sounds good sounds like freedom of speech sounds like transparency good good
3: we can cheer that on you want to be happy
2: today be happy just do not under any circumstances fall into the man worship trap but hey i mean it let's be honest
1: anything could be better than this united states of america on the busiest airports in the world fixed in two weeks and i got in trouble because said if i took you into o'hare airport Blindfold in the middle of the night and took you into one of China's airports blindfold in the middle of the night and said, Where are you, China or the United States? You'd probably think the Chinese airport was ours. (laughs) It's so modern, so different. What does
2: that mean? What's he talking about? Who writes these speeches? Can we at least get Uncle Joe some teleprompter action so he doesn't ever, ever go off script? And I love what, I love that part he just said, I got in trouble. Remember, he keeps saying these little things. Of, uh, they told me I have to. Uh, I'm going to get in trouble. He keeps saying that stuff. Um, you're the president of the United States of America. Get in trouble with whom, Joe? You got something you want to tell us? All right. We're going to do a massive email roundup tonight. We have to talk about this weirdo freak with 124 snakes. We have to talk about the Disney heiress. We are going to, well, we're going to have a lot of fun. And then tomorrow's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. How about that? Get your questions in to jesse at jessikellyshow.com. What's wrong with you snake people? Hang on. So why are you acting like a bloody
0: fool? If you get hot, then you must get cool, bad boy. for For more details, That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, it's your favorite throwback podcast hosts, Jessica Bennett and Susie Bannacarum, here to announce a new season of our show in
4: retrospect, which means a whole new batch of episodes diving into the pop culture moments we love and love to pick apart.
3: From the dethroning of the first Black Miss America
4: to the legacy of a lesbian joke from four Kaftan-loving Golden Girls.
3: Listen to In Retrospect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.